You're listening to the Antos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories and the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Mac. And I'm Vod. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. So up until this point, if you've been following us, we've discussed what is the Cosmere, why you should read it, and where to start, and where we're going to be starting in our Cosmere journey that we're going to be sharing with all of you. Now, that leads to Mistborn. We are going to be discussing it today, if you haven't been convinced up to this point, why you should read Mistborn. What do you think? I mean... It's a pretty easy sell. I mean, Mistborn has um, everything that you can expect as far as a Cosmere novel goes. But outside of that, it's uh, how did how did Brandon say it? Ocean's Eleven meets uh, My Fair Lady um, meets a super magic system in a post apocalyptic world where uh, the Dark Lord won. Where the Dark Lord won. I mean. I think he said it was like, what if uh, they got to Mount Doom and then Sauron went up to Frodo and was like, hey, my ring, I've been looking for that. Yeah. And then here's the world that happened as a result of that. Yeah, I mean, it's an absolutely, int- it's a great idea. It's like an absolutely great idea. Like up to, like not all the time, but most fantasy stories are kind of afraid. They think it's like a like a bummer attitude to say that, yeah, you know, heroes are incredible people and everything, but like, even they can fail too. It's teased throughout most books where they ultimately succeed. And in this case, Brandon Sanderson just went, let's not tell that story, but let's explore if what that, you know, if that actually happened, let's explore that. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And I mean, it is, it does kind of turn it more on its head, but what I love about it is that, you know, it would have been a downer ending to a story, but this is our beginning. Yeah. Uh, it's an incredible start. Um, and I mean, we followed this kind of like somewhat motley crew of people uh, who are essentially trying to rob the most powerful being in the known universe. The, the Lord Ruler, the Immortal Ruler. The Immortal Lord Ruler, uh, who is essentially unkillable. Um, and I mean, it's the classic heist story. And that was what Brandon said. He's like, I wanted to write a magical heist story because um, he just hadn't read one before. And he does it very, very well. So, you know, we have, we have uh, you know, our group of people who all have their... Uh, own individual skills now where did those skills come from now yeah let's just start from the beginning kind of with what you can expect from the world itself Mm -hmm. they're living in a government run by a dictator the lord ruler Mm -hmm. called the final empire it's a pretty like with a pretty heavily suppressed history no one really knows where the lord ruler came from they just know that he came around and went hey all this stuff it's mine and when people said no it's not he went and you're gone and it's mine and the world they live on is Scadrial. I think the most interesting part about Scadrial is the fact that where they are, they're living in a world where ash constantly falls from the sky due to these like massive super volcanoes called the Ash Mounts. And it's incredibly dark. The sun is blotted out most of the time. And at night, this like really, really kind of like mysterious and almost spooky like mist comes out that the population is just terrified of for some reason. And the world itself 
kind of feels like a noir film <laughs> in a sense it seems like very post-apocalyptic i mean i always imagine like in, in the daytime it's it's almost like it's constantly dusk yeah constantly overcast yeah um and all along the way there are these like they're you know creatures and monsters that kind of like lurk around you know in the mist um that we end up learning about and the funny thing is is that a lot of it is just kind of like window dressing to the side of the of the uh, of the mission um up until it's not i mean yeah like the world itself brandon always does such a great job of showing how the p like the world the world sculpts the people and the people in turn sculpt the world and it's just absolutely incredible so you mentioned a little bit let's go go ahead and get into the story aspect of this you know we we kind of start with um an introduction to Kelsier, this 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 man who has this crew that is going to try to pull off this massive heist, and we get to kind of follow him, and he eventually runs into a younger orphan girl by the name of Vin, and Vin is the it kind of has like the the classic coming of age story here, the mentor slash mentee where Kelsier finds her, you know, brings her along with the crew, and she starts to learn and she starts to work with them and she she kind of grows close to Kelsier and and kind of moves forward and that's a lot of it i mean the characters in this story um they are really really you know really strong they're the you a lot of even sanderson stories are you come for the story but you stay for the characters um you know you have this heist idea you have this crew of people they each have their own little little skill set and then you have this new person they're bringing along who they're like, you know, she could be useful. Let's go ahead and bring her up. Let's get her up to speed. So the, this is like, um, what was it? Matt Damon's character in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, it was uh, We're All Too Famous. And y- y- we don't even know who you are. Exactly. So um, so she has to get, you know, set up to be kind of the infiltrating person here. But meanwhile, she's learning to kind of pick her skills up that she realized she, that she had because Kelsier identified her. Yeah, he, she identifies, or he identifies that she has control of the magic system on Scadrial. So what is the magic system on Scadrial? So there are going to be three different magic systems on Scadrial that are ultimately each covered in one of the books of the Mistborn series, but... To avoid spoilers, we're going to discuss Allomancy, which is going to be the first book's magic system. Allomancy is this ability that people have that you're you're most likely born with to burn like the innate metals or the natural metals of the world. And by burning these metals, by consuming them, and by your body naturally using them, it enhances both your physical and mental capabilities. And in this, a very small population of the people can use Allomancy. And most of these people are called mistings. Now, mistings are allomancers that can only use one metal. That's their only ability. They have to find out how, what metal it is and how to use it. But an even smaller population out of the allomancers themselves are the, the, you know, what people in this world see as the ultimate warrior. They are the mistborn. People, allomancers who can burn every single metal available to them on this, in this world. And because of it, it makes them have crazy physical abilities along with like sharpened mental capabilities. And it just makes them overall incredible warriors, um, you know, movers, just like in general. And it's just absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, 
the great thing about this like magic system is some of it's super simple like it'll be like this one allows you to push metals away this one allows you to pull metals to you and that's about it you know there are rules of like oh if it's heavier than if it goes up against something heavier than you then you're you're going to be pushed back if it's lighter than you then it'll push away and just like those simple like three rules they warp it into like big things where they start being able to fly or travel or do you know really really interesting things with just one of these powers um now our main characters you know they end up being misborn so it's learning all of those things but the great thing is the crew they're all their own little expert on their one specific power yeah it's a it's a crew of mistings led by a mistborn crew leader and i think this is a good time to kind of discuss the crew a little bit and see the type of characters that you're going to get to enjoy and just become you know learn intimately here and man Brandon Sanderson, come for the incredible story, stay for the even more incredible characters. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, go ahead and remind us a little bit more, like, more of what the crew is. I know we had, um, we have a smooth talking, uh, they call them soothers here, a smooth talking, uh, misting with the ability to affect people's emotions that goes by the name Breeze. He's, Kind of what you would see as uh, almost like the charmer in the in the in the heist crew. They, the a lot of people would call him like the, the con face. man. Yeah, exactly the face, the guy who you know kind of comes in and he really you know puts the work on people. Um, but of course, he's too well known, so he has to use his power in the background to kind of help put, put put the work more on people. And then you have like the the pewter arms um, that come in, and they're they're the muscle, like yeah. no doubt. Yeah, you have you have the crew member uh, by the name of Hammond who is this big, just absolutely like like muscular brute, like you said. When they when mistings pewter mistings can burn uh, burn pewter, they are gain immense strength. And so he's the like you said the muscle of the group. He's the person who's going to if they need to rough anyone up, if they need to stop someone from roughing them up, he's going to step in. And funny enough, he's the philosopher of the group, the one who likes to pose these philosophical questions of how could we be better people? How can we learn to care more about one another? Is it even worth it? And he loves, I mean, I love the interaction between him and Breeze. He's there to primarily annoy Breeze. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's paired to hit people and annoy Breeze. Perfect. Perfect description. And I mean, one of the more interesting characters is uh, one that doesn't really have much going on except for his 10, uh, his ability to flare up his senses is Spook. And he's more of a street smarts kind of guy that they pick up. So Spook himself is another interesting character because it's another... Vin, in a sense, uh, it's another person who's kind of brought onto the crew, who who kind of wants to like look up to to Kelsier and, and learn more about. And I think going even past Sco- uh, Spook, we have a couple of more characters that are introduced. Um, a person whose job is to hide everybody to keep other mistings and other alamancers from finding them through the use of his own ability we have another person whose job is to look out and actually kind of discover if there are other alamancers in the area that can ruin their plans like you have like brandon sanderson said this magic system was developed in the sense that he wanted to put together a heist that at the end of the day each person instead of having a specific skill they had a specific magic that was going to let them uh, do the jobs that you would see in most most heists. 
and that's the thing is like they're they're really competent you know not just because they have this magic but also because they learned how to use it i mean they learned how to use it in a specific way that just because you had the power didn't mean you could necessarily do what they were able to do and and that's like one of the biggest points is that um you know you have people like a mistborn who are able to go out there and able to push the limits on things but um you have uh the limitations that are put in place and so it's not like a perfect magic system where you're put in place where you uh, are able to do just whatever you want. There are like certain imperfections that are put in there for a reason. Yeah, and speaking of imperfections, let's go ahead and discuss. You can definitely see this in Mistborn. Like you mentioned, some of their the abilities they get are so incredibly... I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to here. Like bland compared to other magic systems. Like you said, oh, I can push on metal. But then they turn it into something like, I can fly. And it's because they learn and they understand their imperfections in this magic system. And they creatively get around them. And so when you see Mistborns, when you see these people perfecting their craft, it's almost more exciting to see them almost um, <laughs> just kind of have these simple abilities that they they turn into these other things. Like, who knew that watching an uh, like watching a mistborn fly through the sky by pushing on metal would be more exciting than watching superman crash through a building well and that's the thing is that like even when they finger quotes fly it's more, it's it's like what they there's like i'm it's falling not, with style falling with style is exactly the way i was going to say it um i mean so but that's the the point is that when you see someone do like something crazy you know that it required a ridiculous amount of like training and coordination to be able to get all that down um so i mean you got this, uh, these guys against an impossible scenario, essentially impossible scenario, where it's essentially life or death. Um, and mean, when you're going to go rob the immortal king, you better, of, you better bring your A game. Of his like, riches that are worth more than basically anything else in the entire planet, uh, then, yeah, you know, you're, you're expecting, like, this, there's no way this could work out. Um, and then when you find out that it actually builds into something even way bigger than you expected... I mean, that's how everything get, really gets built up. But, I mean, it's a fun story all around. You can really, you know, just get into the characters, get into the magic system. And um, like I, you said before, uh, on its own, it's a perfectly fine book. Uh, the series is really good. I think you're going to be encouraged to continue the series after it's all said and done. But if you just want to pick this up and say, let me give it a good try, it's a perfectly fine story on its own. Um, but it's also a great introduction to the rest of the series. It's a great introduction to the Cosmere. Um, it's definitely something, if you pick up books and you have any interest in fantasy, definitely want to check out. No, 100%. Hey guys, it's Matt. Thanks for listening to the Altos Podcast. You'll start seeing regularly scheduled episodes starting November 14, 2022. If you'd like to follow us, please consider subscribing. We're a small project, so please support us with likes and comments because that's what the algorithms crave. If you're listening to the YouTube channel, please hit the notification bell. And if you really want to give us a boost, consider supporting us on Patreon so we can give Vaughn a better mic.